1: Then I am queuing and you and five four three two one. You never say the two other one. Oh, yeah, I'll do it again. Five four three. Mm, mm. No, don't go. I'm doing it on purpose. Five. Starting
2: now. (laughs) When we forget to mute the other microphones in the room, we just unplug them yeah. because we do not give a toss. How are you doing, Luke Moore? you All right, I'm
1: well, thanks, Don Peterson. <laughs> we will we will ride into town and we will unplug your mics with abandon.
2: <laughs> we don't care about your XLR
1: integrity. Nah, nah. pop off it goes. Pop, pop, pop. And if you are new to this show, yes, we do talk about our tech.
2: Yes, we, we do talk about it a lot. Well, I understand it. It's getting people excited about
1: releasing their own podcasts. Yes, that's what we're doing. Isn't it? That's what we're doing. Speaking Ooh. of that, um, this is episode thirty-nine, of course. And thirty-nine, how, dude. My how we've grown. We didn't. Mm. We didn't actually um, commemorate the thirty-seventh episode. We're, we're both thirty-seven, aren't we?
2: Yeah, uh, I oh, think. No. no, I think you mentioned actually thirty. I think you commemorate thirty-six by saying you are thirty-six. No, I'm
1: thirty-seven though. You're right. 36, are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm right. 36.
2: You commemorated it by saying, You're
1: 36, Pete. Oh, there we go. Okay, and so I on. said, Yes, for a few short months I am. We have done that, and <laughs> I've forgotten it, and it, that really is not surprising, is it? <laughs> um, episode... I don't like how comfortable you
2: are with how old you are. Mm. It's weird. Okay, it's not, I think it's, it's because... not right for a man of your age.
1: No, but I think it's because I've achieved things that you haven't achieved. Oh, right, okay, so yeah, that brings yeah. me a certain amount of sort of self satisfaction, yeah, yeah. which can come across we, as smugness. We can't all have hepatitis. No. So <laughs> no, well, it'd be horrible. Share it around. Know, yeah. I was yeah, actually um, going to say something there, and then... Oh, yeah. Um, episode 38... Was it about hepatitis? No, it wasn't, luckily. <laughs> episode 38 mm. is um, possibly my favourite name of a show so far. Right. Uh, part vampire, part maths teacher. Okay. Uh, because it is actually relevant to some of the stuff we talked about on the show. so <laughs> rarely it, happens. It, it, and, and I think it's cool that we can talk about people's childhood memories where their maths teacher dressed up as a vampire and scared them. I like that. <laughs> Part of what this show's all about. But speaking of what um, this show's all about mm. and, and inspiring people to make their own podcasts, why don't you give us a quick line on another podcast you put out today? I'm tired,
2: Luke. Oh, you don't want Too to? Too many to? podcasts. No, uh, Abroad in Japan. Uh, I'm involved uh, a man called Chris Broad. He, he lives in Sendai in uh,
1: Japan. And you know me, Luke. Well, I'm a Nihonophile. Reg- regular listeners to this show will be um, very well versed in mm. some fairly inaccurate news about Japan, uh, <laughs> courtesy of this show and via you. And with Chris Broad on 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 the on the, uh, on, on the periphery, uh, yeah, on the periphery, with, with you in another show, maybe we'll get some actual Japanese news of interest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he's very good. You might have, you've probably seen him on YouTube. To be honest, he's a very popular Japanese YouTuber man. Uh, he looks a bit like Eddie Argos from um, he does. Art Brute,
1: He does, yeah. He which does. I quite enjoy. A young one. He does, um, and I guess we're just getting to the realms of now. Um, Pete Donaldson podcasts. People like them. Let's make some let's, more of them. <laughs> let's make some more. What of does them. that tell you about regional detective shows? <laughs> what does that tell you about Pete <laughs> Donaldson podcasts? Oh, endless. So, um, search "Abroad in Japan" on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. That's mm. "Abroad in Japan." Right. Let's get into the main business. Let's do it. It's the show. It's been... There we go. I, thought, I wonder been. what you're waiting for there. It's not been... I was just waiting, was just waiting for you to, to give me the jingle. <laughs> um, I was in the car the other day and that, that song came on and I took a photo of it and I forgot to send it to you. A
2: couple of people were listening to the Luke and Pete show, a, a lad at work, I think, and uh, he takes his headphones off listening to the Luke and Pete show and uh, Bare Naked Ladies, one week is playing.
1: Wow, that wow. is... Have you seen the film Inception? It's exactly like that. You've just then, described the
2: plot of inception. And then his whole office just kind of folded in on itself. Yeah. It was incredible.
1: And and it's not and even all of a sudden he was in a dream with Tom Hardy. <laughs> um it's not been a week since we talked now, no. because we're doing it twice a week. So you might have to think of a new jingle. Bi weekly is
2: confusing because it means both fortnightly and also twice a week. I've struggled confusing. with that in the past as well, mm. yeah.
1: I I think I would stick with twice a week, not bi weekly.
2: No. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, um, when do we ever get used used weekly Because Fortnite is there for that very reason. Exactly, don't need it. Biweekly's become um, obsolete in that t- in that uh, <laughs> in that way. Um, so last week we took in. So people would have heard the show on Thursday, but last week generally we took in old animals, which Pete you didn't accept, especially the koi carp, um, which is no. very very difficult to to, to, to take on board. <laughs> um, we talked about hotel errors, uh, Japanese trains, and the perverts within them, and you told a horrific story about a tortoise. Uh, yes, I think I remember that.
2: I've only got one horrific tori- story about everything. Yeah. Trains, uh, tortoise. Yeah. Oh, tortoise. Uh,
1: um, What about the Winter Olympics? You've been enjoying that? No, God, no. Everyone's
2: talking about the Winter Olympics and I haven't got a bloody clue. I looked at the... Um, oh, I haven't got a clue. I it looked, mean I'm not enjoying it. No, I know. I've just not watched any of it. I watched... Uh, I've seen a bit of the cheerleaders for North Korea. I saw that bit where there was a Kim Jong-un um, impersonator mm-hmm. who, walking around in front of them. Uh, I've seen a lot of Will Ripley on CNN... Uh, on his Instagram feed talking about the Olympics and sort of going around basically Seoul and going, well, they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be used to this kind of thing, the North Koreans, because here's a statue of something that isn't the leaders.
1: And I'm going, um, yeah. You've not enjoyed the Winter Olympics because you've completely missed that. It's about sport. <laughs> and none of that no, list is anything to do no. with sport.
2: <laughs> I watched the buzz. I looked at the BuzzFeed piece about the, luges, the luge men bulges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, One the, of them was particularly graphic. What
1: about the double luge? Have you seen that? Sorry, double whitties? They've got two penises. So, so they have... No, they have... Oh, they sort of lie on top of each other, yeah, don't they? Yeah, in skin-tight Lycra. <laughs> probably, I, I really enjoyed watching it yesterday, but I didn't know why. Um, but I, do you know what's really annoyed me about it? Let's be negative about Let's it. Let's be negative. Let's be negative about the Olympic dream. Chilly, the, isn't it. The thing that's really annoyed me about it is that um, the, the snowboarding commentary is genuinely the worst broadcasting I've ever seen. Is it like uh, X Games kind of, oh my God, he yeah. fucking... So <laughs> it's one guy saying um, a load of unintelligible words that no one without spending more than, say, sort of 12 to 15 hours on a <laughs> snowboard slope would understand. Right. And and bearing in mind that people only watch the Winter Olympics for every for snowboarding, really, only every four mm. years, coupled with a co-commentator who every sort of 10 or 15 seconds just goes, Oh. Right. whoa, Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that? That's it. I mean that's the that is
2: the X Games zone. that's the extreme gaming uh, extreme sports community. That you know it's just shouting isn't it going, "Oh, he did it." But and then also saying he did a kickflip to a Benyana. Yeah, Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna. So I know that. That's skateboarding
1: terminology, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I only the only parts of that I know I've picked up from Sean White's uh, snowboarding game. Yeah. Uh, Dave Mira the late Dave Mira's BMX, BMX game. Yeah. Sad that he passed away, by the way. Very strange, yeah. <laughs> did he possibly did or something like that. I can't remember. Um with apologies to his family. Um and uh <laughs> and Tony Hawks,
1: um several Tony Hawks games. Tony Hawks is class. Classic, mate. The the um the soundtrack alone is absolutely fantastic. Tony Hawks 2 lag wagon. Yeah, the swinging utters. I think Dave Mirror, I think might have committed suicide. Sadly, uh, yeah, very sad. Um, but the um, Tony Hawk was a, was a staple game of my uh, my university first year. Uh, I think Sean White's a skateboarder as well. Is he not? Is he? I, I believe he what? might be. Yeah. So anyway, so that that's not really been a sort of um, light in my fire, but other other Olympic um, winter Olympic sports have right uh, figure skating is very good. Uh, the Enjoyed yellow that. snow eating. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Competitive, <laughs> it's difficult competitive <laughs> snow eating. Yeah, because first of all, you have to manufacture the snow, <laughs> then you have to <laughs> piss on it, and then you have to I edit. know. Just yeah. get some of that stuff you get in Hamleys,
2: where you've always got a block around about November time hmm. um, with basically this powder that you put water in and it just basically expands and uh, makes it snow. it's fake snow. And I, he, I, sits, he sits there all day just sifting snow. It's probably quite relaxing, to be fair.
1: I can't wait to get to the stage in my life where in, in a restaurant... I pretend that I'm not going to give a financial tip to a waiter or wait actually probably a waitress right um, by saying is a tip for you don't eat the yellow snow wink oh is that is that what what people do is that what people do is it you'll be Mm. doing that in a few years time mate don't worry about that I just over tip and then run away as soon as possible
2: awkward isn't it awkward it is awkward tipping is awkward
1: and I'm also with apologies in advance before we get into emails I'm also very interested in how you spent your Valentine's Day because oh. For me, you're one of the only men of my age who's sort of single.
2: Right. That, <laughs> that little comment has not gone unnoticed, Luke.
1: No, seriously though, how did you spend it?
2: Uh I recorded uh the Abroad in Japan podcast. Did with you Chris really Broad, did A you? man who has a girlfriend. Okay. So, that went she, happens well, to then? Be, she happens to be two thousand miles away. <laughs> Where is she? Uh in Japan. Is that two thousand miles away? I don't know. No, nah, it's not. What is it? 4, I'm tell you. London to Japan in miles. 4,000. I'm going to say 4,000 Well, you've changed miles. it. You've already doubled it. Well, I was just saying a large number. You're still way out. Past, if you typed it into a calculator and times it by like 100, it's still going to say E, isn't it? You're not going to get it on a small calculator. Well, listen, mate.
1: You, the joke's on you because if you go 2,000 miles, you're going to probably be in Western Kazakhstan. <laughs> uh, Kazakhstan. <laughs> Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, I've yes! ruined it.
2: <laughs> Hoisted by his own baton. Kazakhstan. And is Japan is I'm actually 5,870 miles away. Well, 4,000. That's close, isn't it? So yeah, that of. would get me
1: to... Yeah. career don't be an astronaut or a pilot I only need um, to go up with an astronaut so you didn't do anything for Valentine's Day apart from making another podcast that is admirable professionalism and dedication to the Radio Stakhanov network <laughs> yes which people should always subscribe to any Radio Stakhanov show you see just subscribe don't ask any questions We got. don't
2: ask any questions don't care if you
1: listen just subscribe
2: <laughs> don't ask any questions about a company named after a famous Russian miner yeah <laughs> yeah probably fine innit it. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, so shall we get on with some emails? Oh, we can. Just quickly before we do. No, I've got, I've got... the emails. it's the email
1: time. They're not going anywhere. Email very, time. Very quickly, I was on the shoot uh, last week. Right. and had a clip mic on. Yes. Okay. And this is no word of a lie. And I thought of this show, and I'm hoping the listeners are going to enjoy this. Uh, the clip mic batteries ran out really quick. Right. Really quickly. Really quick. And so the, um, the producer was like, I'll just, just um, take your mic off, pop the batteries out, and I'll give you another, another pair." Mm. And um, popped them out. What did I see? A pair of pro Alex. pro Alex. Never seen them before I'm not not
2: surprised They run out of juice That's what I thought Not very professional
1: is it Have you ever heard Of that brand before God no pro Alex. I've got a picture I'll Instagram it Um, But then the producer Had to run to the shop And get some Duracell So there's a moral In that story That
2: is so What is this Two bit operation You were working for Unbelievable Don't want to name them In case they give me more work (laughs) Right it's email time Not that Jesus Christ Donaldson
1: Can I just say
2: like that at the end again? There we okay. go. I, I'm unrepentant. It's, it's, it's almost a trope now. It's yeah. become part of the fabric.
1: Yeah, I, I can I just say, take so we'll this opportunity before I get into the first email, that you are a human tornado of madness.
2: How you? many podcasts have I done this week? <laughs> you don't even How know. How many podcasts have I edited this week? <laughs> yeah. How much production for podcasts have I made this week, Luke Murray, That's I mean, the question.
1: That is, I mean, it is your job, though, isn't it?
2: I know, but yeah. still. But
1: <laughs> you still. go first on the emails, because I've talked end. too much already.
2: All right, darling, I've got a few. Um, if I head on over to here. Uh, Callum Fuller. Hello, Callum Fuller.
1: Oh, Lovely. Callum didn't Callum... make my shortlist. Wow, well, great. He, We were
2: going to put him in a couple of weeks ago, but um, oh, okay. we didn't have time. Um, hi, chaps. Hello. First things first, my TV remote came with a pair of Everready batteries. Standard, quality, a little bit eighties, I'm having it.
1: I like that, that that particular manufacturer of electronics goods have put a pair of decent quality batteries in there. Mm, I think, it's the extra mile, wouldn't it? I think it. I think EverReady might be one of
2: those companies that sort of went almost went to the wall back in the nineties, but then somebody just bought the franchise because it's quite a strong name and sort of built it back up again. Uh, I've been listening to your Dulcet Tones on the Ramble and the Luke and Pete show for years. But this is the first time I've actually got in touch. Well, thank you for doing that, Callum, uh, for getting in touch. Uh, your BBC Doomsday project, uh, project chat reminded me of a delightfully bizarre piece of local history that reemerged fairly recently. I grew up in a tiny village in Northamptonshire and I recalled hearing about a project that took place in the 1980s designed to encourage Londoners and people in other large cities to move to and invest in Northampton.
1: Oh, I've heard about this.
2: Bafflingly, the method chosen to attract people to the town by the Northampton Development Corporation was to release a single called Energy in Northampton performed by Linda Jardim. Jardim.
1: I thought we talked about doing this on the show before.
2: Well, I don't think we really got round to it. Did we not play the song? No, I think we played it on the Football Ramble inadvertently because of my amazing production fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Busy hands. Pretty weird, one would think, but it gets stranger. Not only this is a literal pop song about Northampton, uh, but its lyrics actually imagine aliens landing in Northampton and concluding it is the ideal place to settle
1: on Earth. In the words of Buzzfeed, "I am here for this."
2: <laughs> Check this out. Northampton. Their scanners led them to Northampton because of the energy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it just goes on like that for ages. What year did you say that came out?
2: Oh, I don't know. I've lost the email now. It I've sounds
1: pretty 80s.
2: Oh, yeah. It's very EL. It's like, no, I would say that's late 70s. I'd say that's Is very um, ELO. That production's yes. pure ELO. It's
1: got a bit of ELO feel to it, but I think it's also got a bit of a mid-80s production vibe it. has got a bit of a video called The Radio Star production vibe about it.
2: <laughs> oh, It was uh, oh, cock-on. Okay, so okay. Cool. One foot in both decades, really. Thanks for that, Callum. Yeah, thank you for that. That's fantastic work. Very that, enjoyable. The
1: thing I like about that is that's the sort of thing that would... Everyone, well, everyone listening at home or wherever they are, and you and I would have gone through our entire lives. We could have lived our lives a hundred times and never <laughs> know that happened.
2: Well, it kind of links in with um, the Pool. Uh, sorry, side kind of uh, theme that I was obsessed with.
1: We are Teesside. Yeah, yeah. We're the future, we're the pride. Yeah, um, Re- and... Regional sort of um, marketing <laughs> songs is a very good, sort of rich trope, isn't
2: it? Well, I, I think I mentioned it at the time. This American Life did a piece about... Um, Never heard of them, mate. About <laughs> Never heard of him, mate. Big dogs, big swinging dogs. Um, they did a piece about um, songs that were for different um, cities in America, mm-hmm. uh, but they all had the same tune. They just changed the words in it. So it was like, Denver! It's the best city in the world. And then the next town over, it'd be like, <laughs> I don't know,
1: Missouri. Is it's a, it's a yeah. state. It, it, well, yeah. no,
2: there's, there's, there'll be a Missouri in Missouri. You know yeah. what there will be. You know what America they run I, out of places to
1: call things. I get what you mean. Um, And that Denver thing just reminded me of the theme tune to the children's cartoon, Denver, the last dinosaur.
2: He's my friend and a whole lot
1: more. There's something funny about that. What, and a whole lot more <laughs> friends? Yeah. You may as well have said, Denver, the last dinosaur, I'm friends with benefits with all of your children. Yeah. I'm fucking your kids. Yeah, Denver the last Pedasaur. Um it's a brilliant Really? S- you wanna go with that? You just said I'm fucking your kids. Yeah, but P just P- it's just a horrible word, isn't it? But Pete, I thought you were gonna say, but people expect that of me. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what they I'm do. here for. And it's they not you're here to tidy up my dirty
1: mess. The amount of tweaks I get every week based around this show, where it's my favourite part of the Luke and Pete show is when Luke has to wrestle something back after Pete genuinely surprises him with something. You're too scared. Happens all the time. I'm not too scared. I'm You're just too responsible. You're not responsible. I'm what married the, now. Well, this I own is my no, own home.
2: This is Norrell's radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nor anyway, Rose but... radio. The point I was going to make about Denver, the last dinosaur, isn't even that. It's the, the, the tune is absolutely brilliant. It's a really catchy pop tune. Yeah. It goes, Denver, the last dinosaur... He's my friend and a whole lot more. Yeah, claps as well. Yeah, yeah. you're right.
2: Hand claps. And he uh, plays uh, what can only be described as a flying V guitar at one point. He does. Absolutely.
1: Um, so I've got an email or two here. Do you want um, old animals? Do you want cancelled school trips? Do you want uh, straw hats at the cricket? Or do you want um, expressions in other languages?
2: Uh, can we have. Oh, God. you aren't there apologies Um, uh,
1: can we have the cancelled school school trip please yes we can okay this one is uh, from didn't take his name Uh, (laughs) sorry about that that I'll I'll find out in a minute he says hello chaps definitely a few memories of cancelled school trips this end I remember for years my school was forced to endure endless trips to the significantly less fun uh, Thorpe Park instead of Chessington World of Adventures Mm. because of some scandalous behaviour from the year above. (laughs) Our year had their own tricks up their sleeve, though, and on the second annual trip, aged about 12 or 13, while on the kids' fantastical indoor boat ride, no idea how else to describe it, think Pirates of the Caribbean with with loads of washing up liquid, two boatloads full of kids from my year jumped out of the boats into thigh-deep water in the large mirrored bubble room and proceeded to have a bubble fight. God knows what our waterborne diseases are in that thing, but suffice <laughs> to say, it worked out quite nicely as we were banned from Thought Park, and the teachers somehow managed to swing it that we went back to Chessington the following year. Magic. Um, there was a Professor Burps Bubble Works at, um, at Chessington. That was Chessington. Chessington, I remember that, yeah. Have you, have you
2: been there? I've been to Chessington, I've been to Thorpe Park. Um, I, we were doing like a radio feature in Thought Park, and my co-host and friend uh, hurt her neck on the first ride we went on, so we couldn't go on any more rides. Oh dear, that's not good, is it?
1: Regretful. Yeah, and I can remember, uh, th- and th- this this email, um, this is from Chris Gower, by the way, I just found it, um, I can remember, I don't know if you remember this, Pete, but this reminded me of in the 80s, there was a, a, a ride at Thorpe Park called Rumba Rapids. <laughs> Rumba, and, yeah. Rumba Diggy Rapids. And I, the only reason, <laughs> but the only reason I know is because I saw on the news that a kid in about 1988 mm. went on to, on that ride, mm. and somehow lost an ear. How
2: did you do that? Some sort of
1: accident. Right. And um, it was reported on the children's uh, BBC show Newsround. Right. And it really scared me. I thought, I can't I'm I can can go on the horizon an anymore. Yeah, because I might lose an ear. <laughs> so it happens, guys. It happens, people. It Thanks happens. for that, Chris Gower. And uh, any more stories of, 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 of school trips or cancelled school trips is, is, is welcomed. Actually, the
2: same uh, person who hurt her neck on that ride, she showed me a video of um, basically outside Disneyland in Florida there's a part of Disneyland that's been shut down. I think it's like some kind of river land or something. It's like a water-based river. Oh, uh, it's not
1: Typhoon Lagoon or something, is it? it
2: it's similar sort of thing. Right, it's okay. basically like... Is a, it where you
1: like go a... in your swimming trunks or
2: it's like an actual... I think you can bathe and stuff like that, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so there's like little kind of water rides and stuff. Water rides and also like little pools and stuff and you just sort of dick about. Um, but apparently, but it got closed down. So there's like it's loads of like um, people who just explore the place just... Um, film themselves with really nice cameras Has to be said 60 yeah. frames per second 4k footage people yeah. uh, of like abandoned abandoned uh, uh, parts of Disney it's just, just so spooky can you imagine the damage you'd be
1: able to do with that bit of kit <laughs> mate <laughs> You see, the paws on my nose would be disgusting. <laughs> Let me do this email about old animals just because I, I know old I'm, the, animals. I'm the only person in the room interested in this. but it's You really, are an old animal. It's really, <laughs> that's probably why. It's a really good email. And, and this is from Ben who says, please don't use my surname. Like, Okay, well, you're not going to get in trouble for emailing email that's about Greenland sharks, mate, but I won't use your surname. Fair enough. <laughs> he says, I heard you this week talking about old animals. Mm. This reminds me of a story I read late last year. See, so attached. A Greenland shark has been carbon dated. Between 272 and 512 years old, which means she was born between the years of 1501 and 1744. What uh, scientists believe the shark is probably about 400 years old, but uh, and I've saw a documentary about these. They've, they've got um, they've got some sort of defect where they're all blind as well, which is odd. Uh, and and the way they're able to to um, to age the shark was because for some reason parts of their eye don't regenerate as cells. Mm. They're just essentially a static cell that they can just. Really accurately age without any interference, oh. yeah. Um, that's as far as I understand it anyway. But he says, the Greenland shark doesn't scoop the oldest animal award. That title is held ha- by Ming, an Icelandic clam that made it to 507 <laughs> years. But guess how it died? It died because scientists tried to work out how old it was and killed it. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is fascinating because the, the, the scientists involved in this, I, I found a, an article and a couple of quotes from him, uh, it's a guy called uh, Simon Butler. He mm. says it's worth keeping in mind that we caught a total of two hundred ocean quahogs, which I guess is a type of clam, mm. on our Iceland exib- expedition where they found Ming the clam. So thousands of ocean quahogs are caught commercially every year, so it is entirely likely that some fishermen may have caught quahogs that are as old as, or even older than, the one we caught. So basically, they're eating even, that. It's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> even a particularly sort of you know notable yeah. clam. Don't,
2: don't lobsters technically? They don't die. They just do something else
1: <laughs> well there's a species there's a species of jellyfish um, which is called Teratopsis dorani mm. which is um, biologically immortal so instead yeah. of dying it simply reverts to an earlier stage in its life cycle so there's no theoretical limit to how old it can grow and it's so obviously mad. impossible to verify its age absolutely mental there we go got to take it too far jellyfish haven't they no. now, we're trying to find old animals we're having a nice time trying to find the oldest one all right, I'm immortal, so <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> out.
2: Yeah. out. We don't even have eyes. Try it, carbon it these peepers. We look like plastic bags. <laughs> they said that uh, apparently we should start cooking with them because they are uh, a bit of a menace in the ocean. Uh, they, they need what, plastic bags. No, <laughs> well, who who knows? I mean, but apparently it's quite they're, they're quite delicious in in a very
1: watery way. What, jellyfish. Water,
2: jellyfish. We should start eating them. Apparently,
1: not not some of them though. You'd die, wouldn't you?
2: Well, I, I presume you, if you cook anything, it's going to lose its poison.
1: Is that okay? You're going on record with that. Eh? What's the difference
2: between poison and um, venom? People get very upset. I kind of wanked,
1: don't they? Well, venom is what is, venom is delivered by. It's filler. I, I, I like I like your theory. Then I think when you go to Japan next, you should definitely try the blowfish. Just gra- <laughs> give me the liver as well. Yeah, I don't all worry of it. about it. So that you're on record saying that now. So if you cook anything,
2: it's fine. Just cook everything. Cook everything. I reckon that's a good rule. Is there anything you could cook and not and? Obviously, not the, the poisonous part of a, of, a, of a blowfish, of a fugu. Um, just boil it. Boil it for it. Boil the shit out of it and you'll be fine. Boil it for a week. Boil it for a week and you'll, you'll be fine. fine. Put it in the slow cooker. That's what my mum does. Yeah. Put everything in the slow cooker. It makes everything delicious.
1: What, what's your mum's speciality in the slow cooker? Um, I'm not, I don't think I've had anything out of
2: a slow cooker, to be honest. We just had one for like ever. She just, just put in shit meat and did, put gravy in it. Did you,
1: did you have one of those uh, shit meat and shit put meat. gravy
2: in I, it? I'm a bastard for a tagine personally. I love a bit of
1: I do as well. My mum and dad brought me back a tagine from, mm-hmm. uh, from Morocco. Uh, I haven't used it yet. Uh, <laughs> she, they brought it back in about 2006. Um, did mama... You've got too many apricots. Here's a tagine. Yeah. Did your mum and dad have one of those um, sort of deep fat fryer things with the handle, were uh, you? Know, the, 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 bat, the sort of basket into the fat? No, Luke. We had a pan that sat on
2: the uh, oven, on the hob, mm. uh, that was full of yellowing oil. Yeah. forever reused and, uh, over and, uh, and over yeah, again over and over again um, can we have a dad holiday update uh, speaking of the Donaldson household I've texted him three times this week saying come on dad sort your shit out uh, I've heard nothing no
1: reply no he's just in his pocket probably <laughs> <laughs> still... <laughs> yeah, he's, refusing, he's refusing to look at he's it teaching you a lesson mate <laughs> uh, you got another email uh, well uh, shall we move on to uh, Menkata oh, have you got a
2: Menkata I haven't got a Menkata have you got... I thought you had a Menkata no, sorry I've got, Luke
1: I've got a really good email from... alright well let's finish with that then yeah ok it's, right. it's based on Menkata it's okay. like a Menkata extension yes and it's from Richie Boone which is a great name. The Booner. Richie Boone. Lamb Booner. Uh, yeah, the Booner. Uh, he says, Dear Luke and Pete, after hearing the Mencata section on the Straw Hat Rite of 1922, I had a flashback to a treasured childhood memory of witnessing a straw boater-based moment of madness mm. at Durham Cricket Ground. Oh, goodness. Just down the road from you, that it? Who was
2: wearing, wearing a straw
1: boater at well, a cricket match? You're about to find out. Post-1970. Well, it may have been 19... Uh, no, apparently it was, it was in... Um, I can't remember when it was. It doesn't say I don't think. But he says, Every year since the age of 10, I've gone to watch an England cricket match with my dad every summer.
2: Oh, that's nice.
1: Uh, Being cricket, usually these days are pretty unmemorable. Uh, Bar 2001, when I somehow produced a jet of bright pink vomit in the Little Chef car park after consuming one of their burgers on the way home. It (laughs) remains a mystery. Anyway, (laughs) one match against Sri Lanka will always remain a fond memory. It was Saturday afternoon, and by this point, much of the crowd had disengaged from the action on the field, instead of entertaining themselves by making giant snakes out of beer cups, something you've talked about before, Pete, uh, and generally larking about in a drunken stupor. I looked in the front row and saw a man in his 50s with his teenage son both dressed from head to toe in incredibly smart outfits that looked like public school uniforms, complete with matching elaborate straw boaters. That answers your right. question from earlier, okay. Pete. The Larry yeah, crowd cottoned onto the pair's unusual attire and began what I can only describe as an extraordinary game of human buckaroo. It began slowly with the people sitting uh, directly behind the pair, gently lining the father and son's hats with a selection of their lunch goods pork pies, sausage rolls and ham sandwiches were deftly interwoven into the rims of the boaters.
2: How did, they not, how did
1: they not notice that? The weight, the extra weight. With neither the dad nor the son aware of the growing crowd of amused onlookers. Wow. This escalated rapidly and my dad and I watched on in fascination as spectators began creeping down the stands to add their contributions to the now teetering boaters. Scotch eggs, party rings, chocolate fingers, it was immense.
2: Why would why would, did people have party rings, for crying out loud?
1: <laughs> Within a few minutes, God. the pair looked like they were wearing the kind of fruit hats popularised by Carmen Miranda in the <laughs> 1943 musical <laughs> The Gang's All Here, but with saturated, fat-laden, beige British treats. <laughs> Inevitably, the childish prank came to an abrupt end when the father finally became aware of what was going on. He stood up slowly, turned on his heel and bellowed, Enough of this nonsense! <laughs> Mate, you've just been given lots of food. Yeah, at the assembled buckaroo enthusiast behind him. His um, outburst was, uh, was met with stunned silence as all the picnic was dramatically cascaded to the floor and buckaroo had finally buckled. While I would never condone such a flagrant waste of food and borderline bullying behaviour, it was certainly more uh, certainly more entertaining than the action on the field. The cease best. this foolishness. Enough of this nonsense. Enough of this nonsense. Yeah. I may
2: be wearing a food bank. <laughs>
1: But oh. you must cease this nonsense. I love the nod to Carmen Miranda's um, yeah, hat in the 1943 musical The Gang's All I wonder Here. if that
2: fruit ever got eaten.
1: Who knows? Never mind. I, wonder if, that, I wonder if those um, beige, saturated, fat-laden treats got eaten. I'm well, not off the floor. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit upset that there was some food pie. going to waste. Pop Pop
2: your, your straw butter would be upside down, waiting as a bowl yeah. use it as a bowl <laughs> just hand it out
1: pass it around put something in and pass it on like a church uh, church collection
2: uh, lovely old job well let's get out of here uh, we'll be back uh, on Thursday yeah. for more Luke and Pete show.
1: and in the meantime do listen to Abroad in Japan or any other mm-hmm. radios to come off a podcast you like the look of which should be all of them
2: all of them they're so sexy
1: see you on Thursday for episode 40 see you in a bit